Boom blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. And as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, can I hear you? Can I hear you right now? We late night. We here. It's past midnight, but the Toronto Raptors win. Huge win. Shorthanded. No Kyle Lowry. No Serge Ibaka. Doesn't matter. You're going up against LeBron. Doesn't matter. Going up against AD, doesn't matter. Who? Wow. <laughs> As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are here live on Twitter at Shell Alexander after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Same thing goes for Instagram when I can get the feed up and running, which right now it's messing with me, but it looks like it's coming up now. But we are here live on Twitter. As mentioned, after each and every Toronto Raptors game at Shell Alexander to break everything down. Same thing goes for Instagram at Shell. Nope, Instagram's what? Sheldon Alexander. There we go. I should learn my own name, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if it's too late for you, you're just gonna catch the beginning to see how hype we are after this win, or you want to just tune in tomorrow on your commute to work, we got you covered because this becomes a podcast, which you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Spread the movement because we're hype and we hear. And it's nights like this why we're happy to have this podcast, right? Because that's a big-time win by the Toronto Raptors. I'm here with Q. Q, what's going on, man? I'm good, man. I'm glad (laughs) to be here. Um, Man. You know, we both, I think we all came into this this game thinking, all right, Raptors are down, Kyle's not playing, Surrey's uh-huh. not playing, playing uh-huh. the Lakers. Yeah. You know, kind of just hoping for the best. Yeah. And we got a show tonight. We got a show. And don't, and don't worry, people. I'm going to get to the comments because there's tons of comments filtering in. People are fired up. Whether you're on Twitter or Instagram, really appreciate you guys tuning in. And we will get to the comments because, again, this is why we do this. This is the group the group text that I always refer to that we brought to the mainstream from last year to this year, we here for nights like this. I'm going to be honest first off, and I don't know how many people are going to be real honest, but I'm going to keep it a buck. I was not expecting anything near to that. I thought if the raps came out and they like kept it kind of close and took like a 10 point, 15 point L I'd be like, all right, they showed some fight, but I'm glad I'm wrong because Freddie said it after the game in that interview with Jack Armstrong, and he just said they got a lot of guys trying to prove it and guys that are like chip on their shoulder. They don't care. And I think that is what I mistook and why I was wrong coming into this game. Like, it's almost like I forgot that fact that Freddie doesn't give a fuck. Pascal doesn't care. These are guys coming from nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then you go and who are the big boys tonight? And I know who I think the player of the game was was Terrence Davis and, and Boucher. Definitely. Those two dudes. Boucher. Like those two dudes out of nowhere, they're not afraid of anything. They don't care. Boucher's blocking LeBron, coming down, driving into him. Like it doesn't matter. You look at the box score tonight and, and Chris Boucher off the bench, 15 points, seven of 11, 
three blocks, two steals. And the play to me was the one time LeBron drove, Boucher blocks him, and then Boucher came down the other way and got the and one. And I went, I looked at you like, yeah. And it, I think that made it an eight, yeah. an eight point lead. Yeah. And I was just like, are, are we here? Is this real life? He came to the ball tonight. There's another play where he got the block on the defensive end, mm-hmm. beat everybody down the court for the alley-oop from yeah. Fred. So yeah. he came to play tonight. And I think Nick Nurse has done such a good job. I mean, the organizational strength, I think the overall takeaway from a game like this, and I don't know if this is sustainable. I don't know. In this moment, to be honest, I don't even really care. Forget about what happens tomorrow night or whatever after this. I think this sign tonight just shows what this team is capable of regardless of who's in the lineup. And one of the things I said at the end of the last podcast was when you show me Pascal dropped 44. OG had a dope game last game. Those things show me that it's possible. Now it's about consistency. So I'm going to say the same thing about the game tonight where you're looking at, you know, again, mention the bench because as much as Pascal had finished with 24 points, he had some key baskets late. 24 points on 9 of 25 shooting. I give him credit for gutting it out and hitting some shots late. But at the end of the day, this was the Raptors bench that won this game. Am, am I wrong there? Are you reading that? Oh, the definitely. Same? That that third quarter. Um, you know, let's give a shout out to Fred. Yeah, Fred. Fred kept them in it, so it was possible for them to, to. That's true. But that's true. You know, when you when you we we all looked. You know, when they showed the lineup, we kind of looked at each other like this is the lineup the Raptors are going with. Yeah, and it was it was TD. Yeah, they had a lineup. Matt out. Thomas, it was Matt Thomas, Terrence Davis. Um, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Boucher. Boucher, Boucher, and Siakam. Yeah, that was the lineup that basically took the lead, and the Raps never really looked back. Yeah, and shouts to Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Here's a man who, I mean, <laughs> you staple to the bench. DNP CDs. I'm pretty sure that the last game, Rondé Hollis Jefferson was in a suit. Like yeah. I don't even think my guy was like in a uniform. He was in a suit last game. And Nurse turns to him, and my guy finishes in double figures with 10 points, four of six from the floor. and Play some tough defense on LeBron down the stretch. Made things difficult. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up, too, because I think that's what Nick Nurse has always been wanting, right? Like, that's what he was getting frustrated with in training camp, where he kept mentioning the fact that dudes are not willing to play the championship level defense that this team is capable of if you're not going to do that you're not going to play so i thought it was key to see um ronde get some minutes bang with lebron a little bit here and and just make things difficult because at the end of the day the other side of that whole nick nurse thing was on offense it's easy they move the ball everyone shares the ball and how did ronde hollis jefferson get his points everything was like rolling to the basket cutting getting the pass hitting layups Mm mm-hmm it makes everything seem so easy, doesn't it? And yeah. I think the cool part about this game was, again, Pascal didn't really shoot that well, but learning under the tutelage of Kawhi Leonard and to a lesser extent, Danny Green, but the point remains, if your shot's not falling, can you contribute and do other things? Right. And for the fact that Pascal, what did he start? Like three of 13? It was something terrible. Yeah. I was charting it for a while. Pascal was just, like it was horrible at one point for Pascal at halftime. He was three for thirteen in the first half, right? And the one thing though that is so important, and why I keep bringing up Kawhi and the things that I th- I feel like are left over from him, mm-hmm. is that even if your shot's not falling, can you affect and contribute to the game? 
And Pascal definitely did that. He had huge a blocks. You still got a job to do, right? You, there's, there's rebounds to get. There's defense to play. There's blocks. There's, you know, being a presence out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, I mean, it's, it's his team now. Let's, let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. So, even if your shot's not following, the defense has to play you. Yeah. So, even Facts. if you're just a distraction out there, giving Fred the, the extra seconds to get his shot off, you mm-hmm. still have a job to do. Yeah. And he did it. He did. He came up with some huge blocks. There was one huge mega swat yeah. he had on LeBron. Yeah. And I just love watching the fact that, and I'm not saying this as a knock to DeMar. I'm definitely not. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> no, definitely no, not. No, but I knew this was coming up. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this as a knock to, to, to uh, DeMar at all or Kyle, but these dudes are not scared of LeBron, right? Like they look across and they see LeBron and they don't care, yeah. right? And there were moments early on where I where we were talking about the fact that you know, it looked like if LeBron was on Pascal or LeBron was on OG, they got kind of tentative. Yeah. And that was kind of the struggle early on. But Freddie came out and Fred Van Fleet was just like, nah, don't worry. Like, I- I've watched Kyle. I know what I know what I need to do in these games. Yeah. And that's like make a point, make, go on my little runs, my own, come down hit those deep dagger threes that are like backbreakers for the other team. And you're right. Fred Van Fleet, after I was on him the past few games, saying that after the first game of the season against the Pelicans, Freddie really struggled with the shot. In this game, he did a little bit of everything, no? Yeah, I mean, like I said, he kept, he he was their, he was their offense in the first half. Yeah. Right? Kept them in it. Hit Mm -hmm. some, hit some key shots. To either either stop the Lakers' run or extend Toronto's run yeah. when, when they the comeback. Yeah. Um. I think Jack said it most that they were counterpunching. Yes. Right. Yeah. And and it was mostly com- coming from Fred. Yeah. Right. Um. Shout out to Norm. Norm had a good first half too. True. Right? Very true. Um. But yeah, I mean, he did. He did. Fred did pretty much everything tonight. He was the facilitator. Yeah. Um. Played defense. But but what I was saying earlier is. I guess with the way the NBA is with the max contracts, you look across, you see LeBron, you see AD, good Hall of Famers, great players, all-stars, superstars. But when you're looking across and you're seeing Quinn Cook, or, I mean, Fred already cooked Quinn Cook (laughs) in the playoffs, right? Quinn Cook knows about Fred. He already got cooked, right? But then you're looking at at Alex Caruso and you're looking at and you're going like, you know, maybe – Yes, LeBron and AD are going to get theirs, mm-hmm. but these other guys ain't better than me. Yeah, there was a solid run there where the Raps, you know, the Lakers blew out the leaders about 11 at certain points. It was in the double digits, but the Raps kept it close, and the Lakers, for their part, it was a 23-11 run by the Lakers. But there were certain points there where, as you mentioned, Freddie kept the minute, and you mentioned Caruso. There's back-to-back plays where he looked at Caruso in that second quarter and yeah. just was like, that's cooked food, right? Yeah. Like, he just blew by him, lay in, back-to-back plays, and he just wouldn't let the Raps get bullied by the, the Lakers. Because it yeah. looked like it was on the brink was early. On the brink. And remember that situation where um, Dwight Howard fouled Pascal was it yep. or Pascal fouled Dwight whatever happened yep. but they're talking trash back and forth and then you see Kyle step up yep. you see Boucher step up yep. and of course Big Jam, Big Jam <laughs> steps up and as I always remind you Big Jam is a Toronto man's an Eastern Commerce yep. man's and you do not want those problems I will always try to tell people that you do not want those Big Jam problems but right there again it's another sign where certain teams might 
catch some feelings, right? Mm-hmm. The Lakers, you know, Showtime and Dwight's Duncan and he's laughing to hyping up the crowd. LeBron made it look easy in the first half. He yeah. he had a damn near, what, he had like nine assists already in the first half and nine points. And I looked at you and said, when did LeBron do yeah. that? Like, I didn't even notice. Yeah. And some teams might fold under that. But this Raptors team, because they play defense, they stay in it, they kept it close. And I think where the Lakers messed up is they still don't know who their guys are. Yeah. The beauty of what's gone on with the Raptors this season is they've known the hierarchy of their season. Yeah. So now certain dudes are only getting burns because Kyle's hurt. Right. right? Terrence Davis gets an extended run. Rondé's only getting out because there's no uh, surge. There's no surge. Yeah. Boucher's getting extended run only because surge is out. Right. When you look at the Lakers, they still don't have a rotation. Yeah. And so you look at a guy like Troy Daniels, who was wedding shots early, yep. and then my guy didn't even really play in the second half. How does yeah. that make sense? I don't know. And even yeah, that's what I, well, that's what I was saying. Like even during that run, where, where the lake where the Raptors went up double digits, yeah. And you look at the lineup, and they had their guys in there. They had Kuzma, they had yeah. uh, AD, they had LeBron. Yeah. But then you look, and you still see Caruso playing the point yeah. when Quinn Cook had a good first half. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Daniels came and just hit everything he that went yeah. up. Yeah, and for those half. who don't know, we were joking about it in the room, but LeBron calls Troy Daniels layup. Yeah, because when he's shooting, the, the shots just wet from three. Just go in. Yeah. And I thought, like, I don't know. I just thought that was a messed up move by the Lakers, but it's also just a drama of any LeBron team, yeah. right? Who's yeah. <laughs> but the whereas you look at the Raps, man, and again, I can't stress this enough. Do we think that? Masai and Masai gets his love, you know, and that's great. But like Bobby Webster and their team, and even Nick Nurse coaching these guys to give them, like knowing that they're prepared or not, not letting them play until they're prepared. Right. But from an organizational standpoint, how much credit should the Raptors be getting for something like this, where you lose, or sorry, where you look at the box score maybe going in and you look at the lineups and you're like, okay, well, this is an L. How much credit does the organization deserve when you're talking top down, just in terms of being able to throw in Matt Thomas, Boucher, yep. Terrence Davis, even Rondé, but whoever they threw in competed. Like how big is that from an organizational standpoint to say, hey, we can miss two of our two main pieces of our team and still go out and beat one of the best teams in the league? Yeah, I mean, when you when you when you look at it on paper, other than Mark Gasol. I'm trying to think here. Everybody else played in the G League. Yeah. Right? Pretty much, right? Maybe not OG. OG just started. I o- think OG, OG started okay, yeah, right maybe, away. Maybe, maybe not OG. And that's probably only because he was injured to start his, his oh, yeah, season, yeah, yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody else played, no matter how, I mean, maybe not Stanley Johnson and then yeah, Rondé, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, you know, but the, the guys that contributed tonight are all G League players. Yeah. Right? Going up against Hall of Famers. Yeah. And... It didn't didn't matter. Didn't matter at all. I, and I'm I mean, you look at Marcus All. Marcus All only he played 33 minutes in this game, but we know Marcus All what he does is beyond the stat sheet, right? Like it's not that. And I think the great part from the Raptor standpoint is making the adjustment where I thought they would struggle in this game because Anthony Davis, LeBron, and whether it's Dwight or McGee. That's an athletic front court. And I yeah. thought the rebounding edge would be too much for the Raptors to handle. And, you know, they did get out rebounded, but the way that the game was played, 
I feel like the Raptors took it to them and used their advantage. Instead of like trying to match Gasol's minutes or whatever and yeah. play big, they played smaller with Boucher, which allowed them to be more athletic and run the floor, which the Lakers weren't really prepared to do. LeBron in year 17 can't do that for a whole game. Yeah. They don't really have a point guard to yeah. like really run the floor and push the pace. So when the game settled down, you saw AD do his thing, get some buckets here and there. But you look at this game, and LeBronto is officially over, right? Thirteen oh, no, points it, for oh. LeBron. But wasn't that done? Wasn't that done last year? Like <laughs> it was. When, it when, was. I just wanted to I say wish LeBronto. I had a ring to like the, I just wanted to say LeBronto for the jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's long gone. Facts are facts, right? True story. <laughs> LeBron finished again, thirteen points on five of fifteen shooting. A bad shooting night for LeBron. Anthony Davis, twenty-seven points on ten of twenty shooting. Only eight rebounds for AD. LeBron with a triple-double, though, but LeBron needs to score if the Lakers are going to be good. I think Kuzma came and gave them a little bit off the bench. He hit some shots hit late, some but overall... Shots, but also missed some shots down, down the stretch, too. Yeah, I don't I don't think he and, was a contributor. And uh, Siakam looked at Kuzma like cooked food every he time he did. That, that switch happened. He did not respect Kuzma at all. No. He looked up as like, I'm taking you to the basket each and every time. I respect it. Yeah. I respect it from Pascal. Pascal played a solid game because he did not shoot the ball well, but he did a little bit of everything else until... He didn't force it, he didn't force it when he was missing the shots, mm-hmm. right? Usually you'll get, especially going up against the Lakers or LeBron AD, you'll get him saying like, oh man, I have to score 40 in order for us to win. He didn't force it. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's get to some comments again, and if you're just tuning in, thanks, you... Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate the comments. Let's take some comments on Twitter. Uh, first comment here, J.F. Herrera says, defense over everything. It goes back to last year, yeah. and it's a true story statement because no matter what, you are not playing if you don't play defense. And defense will always keep you in games, especially in this NBA where we know people don't play defense. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another comment here says, the boys killed it tonight. That's from Logan Christie. That was the hypest night this season. Am I right? Definitely the biggest win. I I say, the thing I say all the time is, I'm about the big boy games. That's when I learn more about, these te- about the team, right? And so when you look at the squad and you say, this is what you did against the Lake Show, okay. I like it. I like it. And, you know, they struggled, not struggled, but they didn't come out the gates properly against the Bucks. Right. Took an L there. And the Celtics, they lost a tight one. But you're telling me you go on the road in LA, backs against the wall, missing two, like that's a nut check game. And yeah. they showed up. I think especially when you're, when, when obviously the, the highlight game is tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Right. But for you to come I think in- that's more, I think that's more media. I think the media makes it that, but I think the Lakers and LeBron is still always a thing, man. Obviously, obviously, but I think you you still I think they still want deep down they still want to have a good performance tomorrow. Yeah, totally. Right? Totally. Obviously, yeah, anytime yeah. I know what Lakers, you're saying. Yeah. Whether the Lakers are good or bad, it's still prime time. I know right? what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But you still want to come out and if you know if you have to take one of two, you yeah. you'd probably want it to be the Clippers. And I think too that there's a lot of you know with the Kawhi game, there's some like we good. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. good without you. Exactly. Like that's fine. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I I understand the decision you made, but we good. Thanks for the thanks for the chip. But we good. I and I, I think that's kind of dope looking into tomorrow. Uh I asked a question 
Who do you guys think was the MVP of the game? Austin checks in and says he thinks Fred was the MVP of that game. And Fred had a Kyle Lowry-esque game where what I mean is a lot of the things that he did to help the team might not show up in a box score. But the way that he led the team, he was a stabilizing force. I think he did a really good job in that sense. But I'm still rolling with Boucher. Boucher (laughs) Boucher was the X Factor, man. Those blocks did was it LeBron that he pinned? Uh, I think it was AD. AD. I think it was AD. AD but yeah, this just yeah. the 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 presence in the key. Boucher is obviously undersized, mm-hmm. but he he the fight. Um, when when Dwight and Pascal was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boucher Boucher Boucher's was there always, talking shit. You know, Boucher is always the shit. first one to step up. He was there talking. He's shit. always. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. the playoffs last year with Giannis and Giannis. And, oh yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, and Boucher is yeah. always there, like. Like he's, he's not scared, man. He's not <laughs> scared. He stands up like he has it. And I appreciate that. I like it. He stands up like he has it. I just I just took it what yeah, you just like said. You know, you, know, you know what I mean? Like we don't need to stand, explain what that means, okay? <laughs> we don't need to explain what that means, but yeah. I just took it what he said. Stop it. But Chris Boucher finishes this game. He had 15 points. Again, and I'm going to shout out one of our, like, one of our day one listeners, Jeff Berg, who always comments in whether it's on YouTube and he's been checking in on Twitter a lot. And he said he's been begging for Chris Boucher to get more minutes, even going back from last year. And it was more based off the fact that give the guy a chance and you need to give him like extended minutes to really give him a run. And while I might not have agreed with that, I think what happened with the Raptors here, when you look at it all this time, you're just making them work more. You're making them sizzle a little more in the lab. Yeah. You're making them hungrier. Yeah. And and you see now where you're a G League MVP, a G League Defensive Player of the Year, which means you have to defend when you step into the game, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you're getting fouls, whatever, we don't care because you're, you're at least beating off shots and you're being a presence inside. But I looked at you a couple times in this game where I was just like, yo, man, let the man shoot. Not yeah. even... Not mad at the man at all. Let the man shoot. He was aggressive on the glass. He was grabbing rebounds, getting offensive rebounds. I just think to see Chris Boucher now, like, can he be a consistent contributor for the Raptors? And I think this is the point of these these next couple games. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's Lakers, Clippers, or Kawhi. Mm-hmm. You're going to Portland against uh, uh, Lillard. So there, there are some big games, but I think the whole thing here is we what we've been saying is you can't go through the season playing seven guys. True. Right? Yeah. So this right now is who is eight, nine, and ten mm-hmm. who we can rely on when we want to give Kyle a break, mm-hmm. Mark a break, Serge a break, whoever a break. Yeah. Right? And this is what I think. I think you can play Boucher in limited minutes and know he's coming off, he's going to give you energy. And he's not shook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's not. He's not. Boucher's not going to come into the game and afraid to shoot. Yeah. You know, right. He might shoot more than he's supposed to, but he's not afraid to shoot. He's not coming in the game thinking, "Oh man, I can't make a mistake because they're going to send me right back to the bench." He's coming in. He's giving you minutes, mm-hmm. and he's coming into ball. Yeah. Right. And you need that because Mark is getting up in age. Right. You're going to have injuries like we're seeing, so yeah. you need that guy who's going to come in and. Whether he's given you five strong minutes yeah. or he's got to play twenty minutes, I think Boucher can do that in the right matchup. Yeah, I also think too with Boucher when you go back to last year, he looks so much more under control now than yeah. then. 
Last year when he was checking in, remember, he was just jacking. As yeah. soon as he touched the ball, he was jacking up that three. Now there's a lot more patience. You can tell that he's at least thinking the game through where maybe he might up fake and dribble right. or maybe he'll he's cutting to the basket more to get like a, a handoff layup or rolling after setting the screen. There's just more to his game where he doesn't look lost, right? right? And you know as long as he stays active, that's good enough for to get minutes because, I mean, heck, they need, <laughs> they yeah, need him right definitely. now. Uh, but I mentioned Jeff Berg, and Jeff Berg checks in and says, the Boucher Island I founded is going to be getting filled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm giving you, I'm giving you the respect because that is true. You've been on Boucher Island, and yes, ticket prices done gone up for Boucher <laughs> Island for sure. Um, more comments. Another person, uh, Lord D. Swizz say, says, Curtis, Curtis Boucher, that's funny. Chris Boucher, it should say, needs more playing time. <laughs> I guess with more time, we'll figure out his name too, yeah, eh? Definitely. Uh, more shouts out here. Logan says, Hollis Jefferson killed it, guarding LeBron too. That's something that you just said, Q. Totally true. Uh, that, I mean, that's what he was brought in for, and he, he's finally showed it, right? Yeah, totally true. Uh, well, if we could only get that last guy on the bench to... Raptor Homer checks in and says, it's okay to say this early, Shell. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I don't know if I can pull that out yet, but I can't lie. I'm there's part of me that was like I was watching that game stunned. Yeah. Cause I did not I did not expect that. And unlike other Raptor games this season, I was so much like, well, what happens in winning time? Because who's closing the game? Watching this game, I didn't have that worry. Like, even when, remember the Lakers called the timeout late, yeah. uh, Kuzma hits a back-to-back threes, cut it to what, six? To six, yep. I still wasn't worried. And I think it was because the Raps knew that someone just run, if they just ran their offense, someone's getting an easy basket. Because yeah. the Lakers' defense. They weren't playing D. It's not real. They might have defense defense at the rim, yeah. but someone's getting an open shot anyways, right? Because of the dribble breakdown. I wasn't really worried about winning time this this time. I don't I don't know why, but it was just a great sight to see if as a Raptor fan to see them put in work like that. Uh LT says nurse riding these guys from day one is paying off. Nothing given, everything earned. Facts. Yeah. Right? And and the the beauty of it all too is that you see the results. So how can you argue with it? Yeah. <laughs> and the the other part of the organizational depth. If you're Terrence Davis, if you're Matt Thomas, if you're Chris Boucher, you look at Pascal and Fred and you say, okay, well those guys did it. Yeah. Like those guys were unheralded guys. Pascal's a late round pick, that a late first round pick, but a surprise, surprise at that spot. Surprise lead, yeah. So Fred's undrafted. So if you're Boucher, you're Matt Thomas, you're Terrence Davis, you look at those guys and you're like, well, those guys did it. I can do it too. Yeah. And the other story too that I think is really cool that we need to bring up is the Terrence Davis, how how much him and Fred's stories are paralleled in terms of Fred had his draft party, he didn't get drafted, then yeah. had to go out in front of his friends and family and be like, hey, I didn't get drafted, but don't worry, I've been betting on myself the whole time, everything's going to be fine. You watch how that turns out. Cool. Yeah. Terrence Davis essentially had the exact same thing happen to him where he doesn't get drafted, but the caveat here, which is a new twist in the NBA, is that he was getting offered two-way deals, yeah. right? Like teams were going to take him, and he was his agent was obviously telling the teams, like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. And so turned those down and fully betting on himself to say, hey, no, 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 
I'm going to go to summer league and I'm going to try to get a guaranteed contract that way without getting drafted. And, and did it in one game. <laughs> he went in one game and, and the raps were like, yep, <laughs> thank got, you. <laughs> got that guy. Yep. But one of the things he said was that him and his agent, when they were deciding where to go and whether to take the Raptors deal was he saw what they did with Fred, with Pascal, what they did in terms of developing these young dudes and getting them to be successful NBA contributors night in and night out. And that was one of the things that made the Raptors attractive. And that's big. That's massive. Because we talk all the time about building up your organization for Giannis or for the superstars. But for other pieces, it matters just as much, no? Well, yeah, because, again, when you talk about a salary cap, mm-hmm. so even if you do go and get Giannis, that's $35, 40000000 million. Yeah. So his forty, yeah. and Siakam's thirty, and if Fred resigns his whatever it is, yeah. you don't have a lot of money. There's no money left. Yeah. So you have to be able to attract, For especially sure. in, you know, we're still in Toronto here, so you've yeah. got to be able to attract those guys who yeah. can play but are going to come in and play cheap. Totally. Right? Totally true. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think I was I was impressed with him today yeah. with how he actually played that point position. Yes. And yeah. ran the offense. And yeah. he was, you know, he was finding guys in the lane and making good smart passes. And I think we found our, our, our third string point guard. The other thing, too, in that same run where, you know, we mentioned the lineup, it was Pascal – out there with Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, Boucher, yeah. and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. And you mentioned it. The way that he was the one running the offense, running the pick and roll, and he found Rondé like yeah. two or three times in a row. Yeah. And it was just calm and cool. And the other thing that is big, okay, and I know this is going to sound funny because I remember when it was happening last year with Pascal on two-on-ones with Kawhi, and he's looking off Kawhi for the lay-ins, and I was kind of like, whoa, that's kind of weird. Remember the moment in this game where Terrence Davis gets it out on the break, and Pascal's calling for the ball, but Terrence took it, because I think maybe, too, he's thinking the defender is anticipating he's going to throw it up. So he took it, but took it strong for the lay and I was like, okay, I like, like, my guy's not shook. Yeah. He's making the basketball play confidently exactly. instead of just like, no, I'm going to give it up because that's the dude on the team. Like, no, 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 I can get buckets too. And I like it. And, I, I and, and, it. and again, he, he's, a, he's, a com, he's a combo guard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in the plays where, where Siakam is running the point or, or, or is running that offense, he can play off the ball. Yeah. Right? At the end of the game, he was playing with Fred. Yeah. Right? And again, that that's that's you can put this guy in in any situation, and he can be effective. Yeah, he plays defense. He can play point. He can score. Yeah, jump out of the gym. Yeah, it's incredible. Right? It's he, great. He he, assuming Kyle stays with the team that throughout the season, was crazy. right? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna. He's the one that's gonna be that. That's he's gonna be the reason why Kyle is gonna be going into the playoffs healthy. Yeah. Because he's going to take those minutes, and you can give him those minutes in confidence. Yeah. Uh, let's get some more comments, because there's so many comments. Uh, That's a Raps pod checks in and says, Boucher's last year Siakam. <laughs> I'm not ready to give him that <laughs> crown yet. <laughs> I'm not ready to give him that crown yet, but hey, maybe he's throwing his name into the hat. Molly checks in and says, the Kawhi mentality from last year he spent here is the team's biggest X factor, in my opinion. 
<laughs> I mean, there's so many, and I know it comes off as if I have a love affair with Kawhi Leonard, which I guess I probably do. He brought us a championship. But so much of that, it's not just BS. But I think like that factor of caring about defense and showing that you can affect the game so much from both ends of the floor like that has to win like if you're if you're Pascal and now it's your squad and you just watch what Kawhi did on both ends of the floor you have to have that in your game too no yeah you have to there's no way that you don't i think i think what people forget is that like we're sitting here and we're big time basketball fans, big time Raptor fans. Mm-hmm. And what happened this summer? Yeah. I don't think we ever thought we were ever going to get there. I never. Right? Did. I never so, did. So do you think Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet and OG Ananobi thought when they got drafted by the Raptors or signed by the Raptors that we're going to win a championship in 3 years? You know what I mean? You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So now you see yeah. this guy come in Right, yeah. him and Danny and and Mark come here. All star players, championship, play. What do you want? Championships. Yeah. Come here with a certain demeanor, mm-hmm. then take you to the championship, or mm-hmm. you know, lead you to the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be like, okay, whatever that guy eats in the morning, I want For that. Sure. You know, whatever he he, sure. he sleeps eight hours a day, I got you. For sure. It has to rub off on you because he brought you to places that you. You, you couldn't have thought you were ever going to get there. And I keep stressing this too, because I feel like obviously the NBA finals is crazy and it was so like amazing, but the conference finals was also such a crazy ride being down Oh two to winning four straight to win the conference finals. Yeah. And of course we remember the Kawhi shot, but what we forget or what gets lost is how much Kawhi just cooked in that Philly series and how he really dragged the Raptors. Like they weren't getting much from anyone else. And I think that might've been the, the switch of, Oh shit, we can win this whole thing. Right? Like, I think that was the moment where it was like, Oh, okay. That's the next level. That's the next gear. And it's fine to do all these things in the regular season, but you gotta have that next gear when it's winning time. And that to me is a lasting thing that you'll see, just stick with Pascal stick and like they don't get too they don't get bothered they don't get bothered in any scenario because they've seen it all by now so being down 12 in LA to LeBron is nothing like who cares right like it's not a big deal they they they, that's what I'm saying it's like Pascal didn't say oh man we're down I have to bring the team back Mm -hmm. right they just still ran their offense the defense stepped up Bench came in the game. Like everybody throughout the organization kind of has this, yeah. this confidence in yeah. themselves. And I think like OG. OG has Kawhi's kind of mentality. He does. Right? Where he like he he can dunk and he just gets up, runs back to the, and gets ready for defense. There's no there's no yelling, there's no there's no there's nothing. Yeah. Right? No high fives, nothing. He no smile on his face. He just about his business. Yeah. Right? So you can you can see how it, it just the Kawhi effect just trickled down through the organization. Uh, Emma checks in and says the reason why I said earlier I wasn't really worried in crunch time. Emma says uh, you weren't worried because the Lakers only have two guys. <laughs> that 
that might be <laughs> that might be true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it was a weird game. Let me get to some comments. There's so many comments on Instagram. I apologize ahead of time because I won't be able to get to all of these, but I'm going to try to get to most of them because this is a massive win for the Toronto Raptors from an organizational standpoint, and I think from a fan base standpoint as well, because we know that so much of the fan base was bandwagoners, yeah. just waiting for the first sign to jump off, right? Yeah. And I think tonight shows, no, 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 the program that they have here is worth riding with, because the wins and losses they're going to get on this trip, whatever. I'm more interested in the things that you learn about the players that you don't know enough about. Right. What do you have in Terrence Davis? What do you have in Chris Boucher? Can those guys be contributors in big time moments? Who can play in your crunch time if Lowry's not there? Like whether you win or lose, I'm super interested in finding out those things long term as you build your team and as you make decisions like is Fred fan. What kind of bag are you giving Fred at the end of the year? <laughs> exactly. Right. Like that's, that's massive. Exactly and it's, I think just to just to piggyback on what you're saying is is that's kind of. I mean, let's be real here. It, this is a late night game on a Sunday night. Everybody's got work in the morning. Yeah. Right? You look and the at chat's it, Ky- filled right now. <laughs> Kyle's out. Yeah. Serge is out. You're yeah. playing the Lakers. Everybody's thinking. You, I mean, come on. You guys all thought going into the game, like, this is going to be a blowout loss. And why are why are we all here? Right? Yeah. Why Why is the chat rooms, why are the rooms filled? Why, why am I here? Yeah. Up watching this game. It's because you're here to see... What was going to happen in this game? Who was yeah. Nick going to play? Who yeah. was going to step up? Yep. And we got everything we wanted and more out of this game, I think. It's it's incredible, man. Uh, Afram Soul 22 says, Terrence Davis II is coming for Norman Powell's minutes. <laughs> hey, we need both of them, okay? We yeah. need everybody right now. Everybody get everybody get some. Whoever's hot. <laughs> we were, I mean, we were playing seven guys. Like we can play eight, and everybody can still, <laughs> you know, everybody can still get 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 some shots up. It's true. Uh, James checks in and says Lakers transition defense was non-existent. It's true. That's when the Raps made a run when they got a couple turnovers and yeah. Pascal was leaking out, and they were finding them. It's totally true. Um, this game was, uh, pastor Wesley says this game was like a movie plot straight up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Let's see. People are dissing, people are dissing, uh, Marcus all right now. And I don't know why. I mean, I don't know what you want. Let me say something here. I'm never going to be mad at Marcus Gasol. I don't know how many times I could say this, but Marcus Gasol already served his purpose. If he does nothing for the whole year this season and they trade him for whatever, a second round pick. Cool. <laughs> Not mad. And the way that the effects, we talk about the Kawhi effect, the Gasol effect to me is a ball movement on offense. Don't you know, don't you think Freddie used to do more ISO foolishness last year? Yeah. And this year he's way more under control and passing the ball around and they're running the offense. I don't you, know. You, but you you need that, right? Because yep. as much as as much as I think Gasol needs to actually look for his own offense more. He, when you have Kyle, uh, Fred, Siakam, Serge, Norm, everybody wants some 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 shots, right? Everybody, yeah. every, he allows he he gets the ball moving, right? It's not it's not just like when Serge is in there, it's a Kyle and Serge pick and roll all the time, yeah, right. When Mark's in there, the ball's going to the open man; it, mm-hmm. it moves, mm-hmm. right. And that allows everybody to get involved, which is what this Raptors team needs to be successful. 
I'm going to take this last comment here from Instagram that says, we owe Danny Green a shout out. He really came in clutch for us tonight. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do Danny dirty like that, man. Danny gave us some, some good minutes last yep. year. Danny was a huge part of the team last year. I'm not I'm not going to be mad at Danny Green, man. Let let the man have his ring and enjoy riding LeBron this year, right? Riding the LeBron train this year. Um let's see now. There's so many comments in here. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. This is massive as the Toronto Raptors win against the LA Lakers. <laughs> no Kyle Lowry, no Serge going against LeBron and AD. Lakers come in winning 7 straight. Doesn't matter. Raptors win 113-104. And I know when you look at the Raptors box score, it'll tell you that the high scores, Pascal Siakam had 24 points on 9-25 shooting. Yep. Fred Van Fleet had 23 points. Solid game for Freddie. 23-10-7. But I'm going to really big up the fact that you look at the Raptors supporting cast. Norman Powell getting the start. Finishes with 14 points, 5-9 of nine shooting. Great game from Norm in the starting lineup. That's what you want from Norm. Chris Boucher off the bench, 15 points. Mad shout out to Chris Three Boucher. Three blocks. Three block shots, two steals as well. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, in 15 minutes of play, my guy had 10 points, three rebounds, two steals. Tough defense on LeBron in, in the fourth quarter. And then Terrence Davis as well. Those guys, I'm shouting out those dudes because those are the dudes to me that really won this game. Pascal and Fred did their thing to like maintain and give you the what you need from your stars to right. someone to get you into 20s, yep. right? But without the supporting cast, the Raps take an L. But thank you guys for tuning in because this was a massive game. Q, where can the people hit you up? Uh, personally on all social media, simply underscore just underscore Q. And don't forget DDS Caps, uh, at DDS Caps, on, again, on all social media. Hit us up. Hit me up on either one. I answer on all of those. I appreciate y'all. You know what I mean? It's Sunday, 1 a.m. <laughs> it's supposed to snow, and you guys are all up here <laughs> listening listen to us talk about basketball. Talk it's about amazing. the Raptors. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm just saying how much I appreciate y'all, man. It's, you know. Like I said, like we, this is what we would be doing anyway. Yeah. But to have all of y'all religiously in here, you know, every time I'm here, y'all, y'all always show love. Appreciate mm -hmm. it. Appreciate y'all. Mm -hmm. Raptors win. Raptors win, and again, this is let, heading into another big boy game tonight. I was gonna say tomorrow night, but yes. it's one a.m., so it's tonight. Same building against the Los Angeles Lakers in Kawhi Leonard. Now, I'm going to be really honest. I said I'd be happy with any win the Raptors got on the rest of this road trip without Kyle and Serge. Yeah. If they beat the Clippers and Lakers on back-to-back -back nights, I don't know what I'm going to do because <laughs> I'm just going to – you know what? I'm going to shut up and enjoy the ride yeah, because, definitely. hey, betting on the culture, betting on the foundation of Masai and Bobby Webster and – the coaching of Nick Nurse being able to juggle all these lineups and setting the tone that you're not playing unless you play defense. Hey, Raptors win, Raptors win, Raptors win. Again, 113-104. Thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast. As you can find us live on Twitter at Shell Alexander after each and every Toronto Raptors game, even the late night games. Same thing goes for Instagram. Got another feed there where we take your comments and questions. I try to get to them all when I can. 
at Sheldon Alexander. And a huge shout out to the people who follow the podcast. Shout to the people who are listening right now in their morning commute, slugging through the snow in the city of Toronto or wherever you're listening to. Really appreciate you guys, the podcast people, whether you're listening on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play and on YouTube. Like and subscribe, rate us, all that fun stuff as this group text becomes bigger and bigger and bigger each and every year. And that's because of you guys spreading the love and spreading the word. Yep. But huge shouts to all the people wherever you guys are listening to. And again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thanks, you guys, for repping this podcast as much as you have over the past two years. Because I really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time. In a couple of hours, I guess. See you tonight. Kawhi, what it do, baby? See ya. Peace.